Welcome back to The Road to Seven with Sheila Cummins. I am your host, Sheila Cummins, and today we're going to be talking about blocks. A block is what happens when you have a goal or you have something that you want to achieve and you just can't seem to make it happen and you just can't seem to make it a reality. So if you have a block or you had a block or you're worried about having a block, then this is an episode that you don't want to miss. Welcome to The Road to Seven. I'm your host, Sheila Cummins. I am an entrepreneur, a mentor, an investor, a wife, and mom to three beautiful children. Women entrepreneurs are up-leveling and changing the rules for business strategy, leadership, success, money, and impacting the world every single day. The Road to Seven is the diary of business strategy for women entrepreneurs. We meet you where you're at in your business and champion you along the road to your vision. And I am honored you chose to join us today. Ready to go? Buckle up. It's time to hit the road. In our Momentum program, every single month at the first call of the month, we always have a focus and accountability call. That's where we set up the focus of where we're going to take your business that month and start identifying the steps or the projects that you need to do in order to make that happen. There's been an interesting sort of thing that's been happening among the students in Momentum, and that's that a couple of them have been blocked for the last couple months. They've had a very similar goal for whatever reason, are not able to push through it. And so I wanted to talk about how I push through it when I'm feeling a block, because maybe there's something in there that would help you if you are feeling a block. So let me just set the scene. I am someone who loves to work. My work fills me with so much joy so much fulfillment that's fed through the growth that I experience and the sense of contribution that I get through the work that I do. It means that there's a very fine line for me between work and not work. And what happened at the beginning of the summer is I literally just went downhill and slipped into burnout because I had been working my tail off. We'd been through the pandemic I, I, I know that in another episode I talked about it, but I'll just tell you the story again. In March 2020, when the announcement of the global pandemic came out, I just had this call inside me and a moment of realization as I watched my husband's entire business be annihilated within three days. He lost over six figures worth of contracts and speaking opportunities within three days. That is effing scary, my friends. And so I was left with this incredible sense of vulnerability and of, oh my gosh, I cannot have this happen to me too. And so something in me just made me step out of my shell. I became way more vocal. I became way more visible. I was doing daily lives every single morning at 9.30. I never knew what I would talk about. I just would tap into my heart and, and tap into what it is that I felt people needed to hear. And that's what I would talk about for about 10 minutes every single morning. And there's some of you that tuned in religiously with me to help start your day, get you into the right mindset, get you into the right frame of mind to stay in action and not go into this freeze of survival and panic and, you know, sell off everything and cancel everything. 
And so when that happened, I'm someone who's an introvert. (laughs) I love being by myself. But I do also love stepping out and putting myself out there and speaking to large audiences. But because I'm an introvert, it means that it takes everything that I have. And so I pushed myself every single day to get dressed, to get showered, to put on my face and to show up on camera. Yes, for the audience and people and the women listening, but also for me so that I could kickstart my workday and not slide down the slippery, slippery slope of what if and panic. The other thing that I did is I doubled all of my service in my programs. So if you were getting two calls a month, you got four. If, you know, we were going to meet twice week, twice a month, we met every single week. And I kept that up for about three months just until people got back on their feet again. And they did. But what I didn't do is then step back and slow down and take care of myself. And so what happened is I just kept pushing and kept pushing and kept pushing. And I've, I've done this a couple of times. This is a pattern that I have lived more than once. And I pulled myself out of it in the fall, then got really excited about my business. I had a huge January, launched a couple of programs. It went really well, feeling super excited. And I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And then enter summer and I just crashed. Like there was no other word for it. I just, I lost my mojo. And, you know, I, I stopped selling. I stopped putting myself in. I didn't ever dial in my coaching, but I definitely wasn't doing extra like I normally would have. And I, I dropped a couple programs, which I needed to drop anyway. They weren't working for me or for our business. They were, they had been earmarked for a while to close. So I made the really difficult decision of closing a program, which I loved, not because I loved the program, but because I loved the women in it. But I did close the program and that created space. And I gave myself permission over the summer not to work as hard as I had been. And not to be pushing and pushing for revenue and hit certain numbers. I just decided that I was going to keep status quo. The reason that I doubled it when the doubled service when it came to the announcement of the pandemic was because I knew it wasn't going to be three months of selling. People weren't buying. They were buying toilet paper. They weren't buying coaching, even though coaching probably would have been a better investment in that moment. People just were in that state of survival. And when we're in survival, we spend money on the bare minimum, just what it is that we need to stay alive. And I did the same thing. It's the right thing to do. And I doubled because I didn't want to lose anybody from my programs. Out of all of my clients, we lost two people, both of whom we probably would have lost anyway because their business wasn't sustainable the way that they were running it. They They weren't approaching it with the right mindset that would enable them to scale. Because I kept all those people, I felt like I was so grateful because it allowed us to keep some consistent revenue coming into our house. It allowed some stability for us at a time where everything felt like it was falling apart. And I felt like I owed it to everybody as a thank you for sticking with me to just keep showing up with that same intensity. And so come back to summer and I shut down one of my programs literally to create space and to come to terms with what had transpired over the last 18 months and to make myself more available for my kids who at the time of this recording are 14, 13, and 10. I know that they're a little bit older than some of yours. And so it's a little bit easier because they're more independent. But the truth is, if I'm working through the day and they don't have something else going on, they are on a screen all day. And that does not create 
great kids in our house. I know it works for some kids. My guys, it does not work for. They need to be active and out. And so I created space so that I could be more available for bike rides and ice cream trucks and, you know, going for walks and going exploring around us and visiting when we could and when it was safe, taking holidays when we could. And it was amazing what happened over those couple months where I just slowed down. I probably worked half of what I normally would work. All of a sudden, there became some clarity. All of a sudden, I could see the path forward. All of a sudden, I knew what my next move had to be. When the kids went back to school in September, I thought, that's it. I know exactly what my critical path is. I'm going to jump in with two feet and I'm going to go make it happen. But I had lost my mojo. It still wasn't back. And I could not seem to get everything that I wanted to do off the ground. And when you are someone who's a type A goal-oriented person and you're not taking the moves to hit the goals, it is absolutely soul-destroying. And so what did I do? I went back and I stepped back even more. I stepped back and took more quiet and space for myself so that I could just get back in alignment with me. I started feeding myself healthy food again. I had totally lost track of my eating regime that I'd been on. I went back to tracking my food, not because I know that tracking is the weight loss mechanism that's going to last, but it's because it kept me accountable to myself to make some better choices. I still ate Twizzlers. I love Twizzlers. I still had some, but I probably didn't have the Twizzlers and an ice cream and a piece of cake and some chips. (laughs) And so when I was tracking, I knew that I could keep the food going into my body healthier. And when I eat better, I feel better. I put myself to bed earlier every single night. In bed, lights out by 10 p.m., not negotiable. I started moving again. I joined a workout class with Rena Parekh every noon, every Monday and Wednesday at 12.30. We do a half-hour high-intensity workout, and it felt great to start moving my body. I started walking with my kids. Now, I didn't walk with them. Two of the the, my two boys do a running program on Wednesday, Mondays and Wednesdays after school. And they're at a beautiful park near our house for an hour. And I thought, if I'm riding them there, we ride our bikes down. It's faster than driving because of all the traffic here in Toronto. And I was like, why am I not carrying on and doing my walk? They're out there running. Why am I sitting here like a lump, riding them down, sitting and coming home, sitting on my computer for half an hour, not doing much of anything, and then riding back down and getting them? So I gave myself permission to just take that hour that they were exercising and go for walks myself. And I didn't bring my phone. I didn't bring an audio device. I didn't listen to anything. I made myself walk in silence. And it was crazy. I don't think I'd had that silence around me for 18 months. Silence is gold because it enables you to reconnect and listen to that inner voice that knows exactly what it is that you need to do in order to get the results. And so I would just walk and listen to myself and just be alone with my thoughts. And it was so refreshing. And so by eating well and sleeping well and moving my body, I then knew that I need to sign up for a new coaching program because I needed a coach. I needed somebody to help me see what I wasn't seeing. And I've been working with her for about a month now, and it's been great. She has got my number. My gosh, my friends, she does not let me get away with 
anything. And I love it because I can just be me and I can be authentic. And she's seeing things that I, you know, I might not see myself and she's helping me get back to action. And I ended up taking a Friday and going up to my friend's cottage. The old me would have said no because it took so much moving and energy and figuring out how to get everybody taken care of. And so the old me would have been like, nah, it's easier for me to say no and just stay here and, you know, manage everybody's schedule. But this new version of me was like, hell to the yes, let's figure out how to make this happen. And I'm so grateful that my parents jumped in and my in-laws helped and my husband was so supportive of it. And I literally took off on a Thursday night after work and picked up Thai food on the way. And I met my friend at her cottage and we ate it out on the dock under the stars and we drank way too many drinks that night and slept in on Friday and something magical happened on the Friday. This program that I'd been wanting to launch just came flooding out of me onto paper. It just came flying out. My fingers couldn't type fast enough. And out came this this program and this realization of what had been missing for me and why I had had to close down the other program to make room for this one that served not only my business better, but served me too. And on that Monday, I sent out the invite and invited people to join the program. There was nothing fancy, ladies. There was no three video launch webinar to sales sequence, email funnel this. It literally was a personal invite to people who I knew would be an amazing fit for this program and who I knew because I knew them so well needed the structure and accountability that this program gave them. And I simply invited them to either sign up, book a call so that we could chat about it. And I probably sent the email to maybe, I think there was 17 or 18 people on my original. I talked to about six. And then I just kept saying, you know, I I emailed it twice more. I said, you know, enrollment's going. When I had enough people to run the group, I I sent out an email that said, hey, the group's going to go. If you want to learn more about it, you know, click here and learn here. And I literally led people to a Google document that had my program laid out on it where I had on the dock that day at the cottage just had this clarity that hadn't been there forever. Folks, I had the best enrollment in any program I'd ever sold. There was no stress. This was me just tapping into who I am and how I operate. I am not a sizzle. If you want the fancy reels with people dancing or you want like some flashy launch sequence, I am not your girl. If you just want bare bones, good coaching and content to help you scale your business, to help you shift from being a solopreneur to being a business owner who runs a thriving and profitable business, then that's me. If you don't have time for fancy funnels, that's me. And so I just stood in my authenticity with enough space around me to just intuitively know what it is that I needed to do in that moment. And I got the best results out of any program that I've ever launched. And so why am I airing all of this dirty laundry to you? Because I had a block and the block was that I didn't have the time and space to make an offer that resonated for my women, that it was in full alignment with who I am and what I'm about and the value that I can bring. The block was that I hadn't given myself the space or grace to genuinely connect with what was going to be needed to get the result. And I see people with blocks in my program all the time. It's why people are signed up for our programs. Not only do they want the content and the learning to help implement the systems and tools that are going to help them scale, but they want the coaching to help them see the blocks that they're not seeing themselves. 
And we talked on our momentum call this morning and the blocks are real, folks. Things like, I feel like the people that I want to sell to are better than me, or I don't really feel that I'm bringing the value that I should for the price that I want to charge. Or I tried this last time and it failed miserably, therefore I am a failure. These blocks are real and you are walking with these blocks each and every day and it is what is standing in the way of you getting what it is that you need. And so stop. Take a step back. Start taking care of your personal self, your physical self, your emotional self, your spiritual self. Give yourself the space to get clear on what has to happen and identify what's stopping you from making the move. And when you can see it for what it is, then you can tap into your grit, your resourcefulness, and your resilience and figure out a way through it. A block does not have to be a concrete wall that brings you to a grinding halt. When you're blocked, it's just an indication that something needs to shift somewhere. Something is out of alignment. So whether it's that you're not taking care of yourself or you're not full in alignment with your worth, you feel like you're not enough to be offering, something's not quite right with your program, you don't know how to articulate it, whatever that block is, just see it for what it is and we can help you work through it or go and find someone who can help you work through it. Don't let that block stop you. The bigger the block, the bigger results that you want are sitting on the other side. You've got to push through. You've got to figure out a way. And you know that one of our core values here at The Road to Seven is there is always a way. And so if you're not seeing a way to get the results that you want, just reach out. Let's talk and we'll see if we can help you get them. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to The Road to Seven. If you found value in what you've heard today, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review. You might just get a shout out on an upcoming episode and you never know when I'm going to be mailing some surprise treats to our reviewers. Make sure to subscribe so you automatically get notified when new episodes are released. Are you looking for a way to connect with other entrepreneurs that are facing the same challenges as you? I'd love to connect with you in the Road to Seven Facebook group on Instagram and LinkedIn. Just head to SheilaCummins.com. You will find all the links that you need right there. Together, we'll explore more ways to support your shift into action so that you can grow your business to finally match your vision. I love aligning your vision of success with strategic and intentional actions because that is how we will grow your business to match your vision. I focus on women, all women, because women hold the keys and the power to creating a powerful and positive world through their impact. We'll see you on the next episode.